Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is up, guys? It is episode 520 of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Just Kurt here in the studio for the intro. Uh, We actually recorded this episode before this past weekend, the Working Class Bowhunter shoot. Um, Big shout out to you if you came out and supported us. Every year we've done this as a public event. This is the third year of it being public. We've battled bad weather, COVID, economy bullshit, high gas prices, you name it. And the core group of people still shows up and hangs out with us and then continues to party with us afterwards at the after party. Massive shout out to Galesburg Archery Club for letting us take over their course for the weekend. Shout out to Jigs' Tavern in Alexis, Illinois for letting us come in and just crash the party and do our uh, working class bow hunter big time wristbands. Massive shout out to Big Time for title sponsoring and hooking people up with food plot seed and all the goodies. Shout out to all the companies that gave us prizes to hand out to our supporters. It's turning into such a beautiful thing, and no matter what happens with the economy or gas or whatever, um, we're going to keep doing it. I'm not going to lie. We, I kind of went in uh, just being frustrated from everything of like just nothing's ever perfect when it works out for people to make it and stuff. I'm like, man, if we don't break this many shooters, uh, an X amount of shooters I had in my head, I was like, we're not going to do this anymore. I'm tired of just dealing with bullshit. And you guys came in and blew it out of the water. So we're doing it every year. And uh, I guess like just being busy, I kind of, in a way, I lost appreciation for how special that event can be just from the camaraderie of hanging out with so many good people. So next year, uh, playing on the same week uh, weekend, I guess, we're going to have all that info updated as soon as possible. But it's happening again, and I'm going to work on something to make it a little bigger. So I just want to take a few minutes and just say thanks to everybody who – supported us also uh this episode is with chris J. chris actually won the uh a thing we just made up it was the first year ever the first annual solo cup working class bow hunter shoot shoot down uh pretty awesome so 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to wait to bullshit about the shoot until the guys get here. I just want to get out my thank yous and all that stuff. So uh, Chris was a shooter, man. It was impressive. Everybody w- there was uh, putting on a show. Uh, the podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery. Um, big time. Uh, man, just two great companies. Uh, they're not connected, but I guess through us they are. But uh, both partnered up on the shoot and helped us basically give back to our supporters. So um, Elite Archery, we gave away an Elite Terrain. Um, I'm shooting the Envision. Uh, my shoulder's still healing up, so I'm going to get ready to start cranking a lot of victory arrows through that unit. And then Big Time, uh, we are getting ready. I'm a little late, but I'm getting ready to drill in with help of Austin uh, some Big Time Borderline. And if you do not have Borderline yet or want to rush to get it or want to rush to try and get that new seed blend from Big Time called Main Event, for your fall plots, use code WCB2022. Um, also, Huntworth is running a Father's Day sale. It ends the 19th of June. Um, you can save 20% on there, the code. Uh, just go to our social media for the code. But if you don't use that, we have a code through Huntworth, WCB15, and that'll save you some money. I think you get like 5% more if you use that Father's Day code this week. Get the fuck on it. Here, actually, let me uh, let me pull it up. That way... You have to do the less work. I'm here for you, you know? Code DAD20 at HuntworthGear.com. There you go. Father's Day promo. Also, Scent Crusher. I have to go back and calculate how long we've been partnered with Scent Crusher. We all know him for, in our opinion, the leader in Ozone. Uh, We talk about the storage of just the convenience of their bags and closets and stuff like that. As of a couple days of the release of this podcast, Scent Crusher has been acquired by Faradine. It's all over social media now. Um, I'm surprised I haven't got more questions. I've been sent a lot of stuff about it. Um, so, But we're still partnered with them, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, sort of a bummer, but, you know, that's just the way things go, especially in this hunting industry. A lot of things are changing a ton on the back and you hear about so much going on. Um, it's interesting to see where this industry will end up in five years, you know, who knows, but we're a part of it and we're along for the ride, but, but proud of scent crusher, a great company, um, and great people and hopefully continues to knock it out of the park. Um, loophole optics, man, we gave away a bunch of loophole performance eyewear. Um, I'm just going to talk about performance eyewear this, this on this episode. I, do not go anywhere without the performance eyewear. It, they're awesome. The only pairs of sunglasses that I haven't destroyed because I'm always conscious of where they are because I like them so much. Um, get on there. Check that stuff out. Everyone that I've seen that has a pair or has tried on a pair loves them. Um, I think support loophole, support a hunting brand rather than wearing like some Ray-Bans and not knowing what they support. That's just my angle on it. Uh, maybe I'm full of shit. I don't know. Um, also, Camel Fire, delete your browser history. That needs to be their slogan. Just because it's easy to buy shit on there. Um, there's always revolving deals. The deals will go on. Like right now, I'm on CamelFire.com. Uh, the deals expire in 10 hours and they refresh. They have crispy boots on there right now for 20% off. Two different models of crispies. Um, there are stands and sticks. And, I mean, all sorts of goodies. Accessories, bow hangers. Phone hangers, um, all sorts of stuff on there. So there's some Scent Crusher stuff on there now. 45% off Scent Crusher gear bag. Um, 
yeah, there's always different stuff. Uh, ground blinds, all sorts of stuff. So get on camelfire.com and check that out. Revolving deals, kind of a cool thing. We always say delete your browser history so your wife doesn't know where you're spending all your hard-earned money. And as you know, you can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. Shirts drop tomorrow. Just a little Easter egg there for you. And Novix Tree Stands. Did you listen to the last episode we did? Uh, I believe it's 518 Novix Tree Stands. Awesome people. You can see why we work with them. Um, American-made products. Just awesome guys. I, I think the people matter just as much as the product. Uh, Novix Tree Stands code WCB22 is the code there. It's good for 200 uses. Then it is shut down. And Thermoseat. Thermoseat for us is like one of those, I guess, American heritage type hunting companies. Um, American made product. They've been around forever. Their product works. I don't think there's any debate on whether it works or not. Uh, if you're running and gunning, you need one of the wedges. And uh, it'll, it never hurts to have some replacement seats in your pack for when squirrels chew the shit out of your other seats um, and get a replacement on them. So, I'm done a rambling. We'll have a veteran shout-out on the mid-roll from Doug. Doug's sending a, a mobile veteran shout-out. And thanks for being here. Hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working class bow hunter podcast. We're here in New Windsor, Illinois. We don't ever right. say that anymore. New Windsor or Windsor, whatever it is. It's New Windsor. Okay. Or Google. Steve always used to, when Steve was like the main idiot. Um, <clears throat> instead of us, he would always like say where we were at, which yep, is kind of a fun episode. quirk. That's like the one thing he did right. Um, <laughs> we are in New Windsor, Illinois. Right. Google says so now. It's a late one tonight, but we're here. It's a late one. We've been working on the studio. Kurt Geyer here. Eric Common. Doug Schmidt. Austin Chandler. And we have special in studio guest slash podcast maintenance guy officially. <laughs> Chris. Chris J. J. What's up, man? Not much, not much. Glad to be here. We meant to do this podcast months ago. Yeah, damn COVID. Yeah, and we had to reschedule. <laughs> yep, yep. He caught the one nine, huh? Uh, I'll blame it on my kids, I guess. But it was me. The it, it was me. It was me. Yeah, yeah. So that was like December around ATA time, right? It was December around Christmas time, I think. Yeah, we had COVID over Christmas. That was real fun. Mm-hmm. But, I bet. Yep. Well, here we are now. At so least you have to go see your in laws. Uh, no comment. <laughs> they're, they're probably listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, man, you showed up, and we're kind of like in the at the time of recording, we're kind of getting ready for the shoot and some changes in the studio. 
and we appreciate your help. You kind of just jumped right in and started helping us. We're doing like yeah. a new surround sound speaker system and rearranging deer heads and kind of like we're making it ours a little more from when we bought the place mm-hmm. just over a year ago. So it's just, it's, we've been here a year. Now we know what we want change and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. So. And the surround sounds like kind of the last piece of the puzzle. I think it honestly is. It's the one thing <clears throat> that we haven't changed. Right. And all it took was a drunken night. Me and Eric were staring at the, like the little TV and the DVD setup. And we're like, what's, we should upgrade this kind of sucks. It looks like shit. So I made a phone call and our, my buddy of mine hooked me up with some, he knows the shit in there. He's out oh, there yeah. setting it up like as we're recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now. That's pretty cool. Of him. So we got our we got all the wires ran before the podcast, and he's setting everything up right now. Shout out to Cody. What's his last name? Ashby. Shout out to Cody Ashby. You're the man. He can probably hear us. He probably can. Yeah. Good for him. He he knows the shit. Apparently, he's just like <laughs> you guys to go do your thing. He's a nerd when it comes to audio equipment. You gotta have him. Yep. Gotta have that guy. Um, but man, what's going on, dude? Not a lot. Not a lot. Who the hell are you? Uh. Give us an introduction. Uh, Chris J. Um, I'm from around Springfield, Illinois. Um, deer hunter. I, I uh, very very novice trapper. Um, got got twin five year olds at home, boy and a girl, and so life is getting busier and busier with them. But yeah, um, that's about it. Simple man. Simple. But you got like a, you got like an internet like side project that you do for fun. Yeah, right? me and some buddies we. Uh, um, on a drunken drunken night, we all we all when we were in college, the hangover came out, and jokingly we called ourselves a wolf pack. Yeah, and so uh, um, one drunken night as well, like come up, oh, we got to start. Everybody else in the world has a group. What's well, our group? Oh, my buddy's like, oh, like wolf pack, wolf pack hunting. And I was like, well, you know, how about like wolf pack outdoors it covers everything. One of my buddies likes to fish a lot. The rest of us are big hunters. My, my, my one buddy's a big farmer and everything. I said it kind of covers everything, and we've kind of. I'm obsessive about stuff like that, so I took it and ran with it. Yeah, got with uh, buddy jo- Jordan Johnson. He made us our logo and everything. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just killed combination creator. Yeah, yep, just killed that. That was awesome. And uh, basically, just use it as a uh, um, a way to kind of put out all of uh, all of our adventures, everything we do. Um, I grew up uh, shooting shooting archery competitions and stuff from being a little kid. Me and me and my buddy Ryan both and. There's, we don't have any pictures or any like really anything as a, as we were growing up doing all that. Just you know, kind of some vague memories. Yeah. And so my goal was to kind of just capture all that stuff as you know my kids grow up and me and my friends too, and being able to share that with and with a lot of people that you know don't see that sort of thing, don't know that there's things out there that you know just right down the road. I live right down the road from a 3D range that nobody even would know it was even there. Yeah. Right? And it's one of the nicest one, one of the oldest ones in the state of Illinois. But nobody no would even know it was even there. Just because they're not into it or they don't know really it. If you don't drive down that road, you wouldn't know it was there. You'll see a sign once a month when they have shoots and stuff like that. But it's really nice. And, I mean, I'm blessed to have it. I go down there and use the crap out of it. But. So that's cool, man. That is something that, like, 3D courses really lack in is, like, their marketing game. And yeah. they're not marketing people usually that run them. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, man, they just – they could do a better job at getting out there. I guess that's where we help, like, our local club where we have our shooting stuff. But. Yeah, like the local one for us, like, when they do an event, they just put signs out, you yeah. know, where to turn and everything, but you don't see anything. Dude, and you get on a 3D nothing. courses website, they're the garbage. fucking worst. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking it's, garbage. My, it's MySpace, yeah. yeah. It's, it's MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I Zanga. Like, I feel like there's less 3D shoots than there, what there used to be, too. When I got into it back, like, way. around 98, 99, 
I'd go shoot three or four shoots in a weekend. It always seemed like there was a shoot going on, and now yeah. it's like once a month maybe. You well, see it's, I think part of that is the blame is like people, kids are changing, people are busier, adults are, and then like if you're not constantly in people's ear, like, hey, 3D shoot, we're doing this, we're giving away prizes, we're having a hog roast, we're, it, right. if you're not constantly trying to put yourself out there, it's easy to forget, to forget about because it's not sanctioned like school baseball is or school basketball or mm-hmm. soccer or, you know, sh- maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's my perspective. I think it. you're 100% I right. Because, yeah, like I said, our local one, like they just put signs out, hey, turn here for a 3D shoot. And have people and, like, what the fuck's a 3D shoot? I need glasses yeah. for that? What are yeah. we doing? Right. And then, you know, that's the only reason I know they're going on when I drive by there, and I don't drive by there every day. Yeah. So, and they all, they all take so – there's so much maintenance that goes into them. You really got to have – you've got to have three or four people that are just super dedicated. You do. To go through because the one, the one that I shoot at a lot, and I'm just as much fault as a lot of people. Like, I'm not able to spend a lot of time with the kids and work and everything else. A lot of time out there doing a lot of things. But, I mean, you got to think – they mow a huge area just to keep the grass it's a down. lot of work, yeah. There has to be two or three people there during every single shoot. And everybody, you know, you're in the middle of summer. If anybody has kids or anything, they have sports, they want to yeah, go on right. vacation. You really have to have a big membership to even just be able to cover all that stuff. For eight, right. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And the odds are against it. I mean, not a ton of kids are into it. It's more adults. And it's... And this might sound bad, man, and I'm not trying to make this sound bad, but I remember growing up, like when boy, like I now as an adult, I wish I would have done Boy Scouts. Right. But the way Boy Scouts was presented to me, I remember it vividly. When Boy Scouts was presented to us at our school, every school is different. I was like, fucking nerds. I'm not doing Boy Scouts. (laughs) Like, it's how they. Well, it's just like, it's not the. They just make it out to seem so nerdy. Like, it's not appealing to the kid who's. I think I did it one year. Wants to ride his bike and do other stuff and like go do, you yeah. know what I mean? You got to sell yeah. it to the kids. You got to sell it to the kids. And yeah. I remember looking at it being like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But now knowing what I could have learned from it and things I could, I would be like, oh, that'd be cool to do. I wish I would have done that. But also if the school doesn't pitch it or like just if there's archery in elementary school, if you got a bunch of nerdy ass dudes in there, that's like shoot archery. Look at my rat tail. Here we go. Every kid in there is like, I don't want a fucking rat tail. I'm not sure. Because that's when I did archery in high school. You know who the guys who taught archery when we went to the archery range? Dudes with rat tails. Oh, yeah. And I'm not kidding. And I'm like, and I was into hunting, luckily. And I'm like, not everybody's like that. Like, it's not a trailer trash thing. But the way it was pitched to other kids, they're like, what the fuck? Well, Where'd a- you crawl out of? Green Rock? Right. You know, the which thing- is a small town in the Quad Cities, if you know where Green Rock is. I don't know where that is. Kelowna. Um, okay. The thing is, too, though, like a lot of high Home school. Home of the Juggalo, Doug. They've seen some shit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. too much for me. Sorry, I went on a rant, Chris, on You're that. Good. Good. No, but a lot of high schools are getting actual archery teams now, which is yeah. super awesome. Yep. That's what they should have done when they didn't have that when I was in high school. No, no, they didn't have, like, a couple years after I graduated, they started archery and yeah. bass, trap bass shooting. Bass fishing and bass everything fishing, else. Like, yeah. They have clubs for everything yeah, Bass now. fishing started, like, two years after I graduated. <laughs> well, they need it today more than ever. I mean, they with do. technology and devices and everything else, like, they need more outdoor-based group activities in school but here's the thing it boils down to we're all talking about this right now you know who could change it us, us. us. all of us yeah. Yeah. exactly 100 you know what i mean so but it's kind of we're kind of talking through a problem that maybe we're the own we're our own resolution to the problem right so this is See like that. 
We sound hypocritical, but maybe this is healthy. I message our trap suit and coach all the time, like, hey, if you need help with anything or they have a big uh, like banquet every year to raise money for it, <clears throat> like, if you guys need donations or anything, let me know. Yeah. And he never reaches out, so I'm like, okay, whatever. But, but I guess if someone's like, hey, man, you want to come just, like, show some high school kids how to... Like, hey, we need a dude with hand tattoos to show some kids yeah. in high school, like, <laughs> how to anchor, cool. like, a Matthews yeah. Genesis. This is what you could look like. One yeah. Day. Might uh, as well be a rat tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. That's true. Fuck Touche. Whatever we had, whatever, there used to be an archery range in. It's amazing. You're right. That was really good. I eat my own foot on that one. You ate your own ass on that one. Hey, but hey, listen. Kids are in. I'm not. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Don't this go guy from Green Rock. That's what they're all saying. But the thing, the thing is, it's like you ever seen that dude on TikTok? He always does like that. Southern dad does this. Yeah, yeah. That's the dude that taught archery at our high school. All right. I guess <laughs> hilarious. See that? that. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> not in. Oh, five or whatever the fuck I was a freshman. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, though. Like, I'm it you. wasn't appealing at all. There just needs to be like a variety of influence there rather than like the what there is. Yeah. We didn't even have archery. Like, you didn't at all? <clears throat> Did you, you Chris? We didn't have archery. I, I was lucky. Like I said, my, my dad, I was pushed and not really pushed, but I was just, I went with my dad every single week and shot. He was shooting in league. So, I picked up a bow because I was already going with him anyway. And so mm-hmm. I shot from the time. I mean, I still had my first bow at home and I probably shot from the time I was four or five. I was shooting at five yards. I can remember. And I finally, I'd moved back to 10. Then I was finally able to shoot at 20 with everybody else. And we'd shoot indoor leagues and everything. And we had some success as I got older and older. And then, you know, sports and everything else got into it. And I, yeah. you know, we all backed off of it and for, for other reasons and stuff too. But it's one of those things I, I really enjoyed that, and it was a it was a you know formative part of my life, and right. you know, it gave me the passion that I have towards some of that stuff now. And so seeing that, and I've I've helped out with we used to have an archery range in Springfield, and I loved helping out with the classes and stuff they bring in. They'd have parties that kids would come in. There's nothing better than having a kid that's never even pulled the bow back, and you put a balloon at ten yards, and they just fling arrows at it, and they pop it. Their eyes light up like, oh, oh yeah. my god, yeah. Yeah, that's how many fun. kids that would come in? That's and that's what hooks those kids is they have that experience and right. you know, that positivity that comes out of it. And hopefully, I'm a normal looking guy. I'm not, you know, walking around at least I don't have hand tats or anything. But right, um, good point. But like, <laughs> thanks, Austin. Yeah, you see, you see something like that, and it's like, okay, well, I can do this, and then yeah, and, yeah. But those archery shops that are closing left and right, they are yeah. the last places even for the kids to even go and do mm-hmm. that sort of thing. For sure. So. I do remember like the one cool day we went to an archery shop and they had like the, uh, what they have? They had a clay pigeon in the center of like a sheet metal deal. So you pop it and then you get like, you, you'd win a prize, but I think they had balloons and they had a swinging tennis ball. This is like high school. High school, yeah. Oh, no kidding. I was at billiards in high school. Like, we had a lot in high school. Billiards. We did, for real. Like, and then we had uh, like competitive drinking was a, a class you could oh, take. Oh, I took that one. Yeah. Sure. And then, but we actually did have billiards, though, which oh, is kind of cool. We didn't have that. But, um, so that was like the one cool part of archery class. But other than that, it just wasn't, if I wasn't already into it, it was not appealing. Right. Our you extent know. of archery in school was like junior high, and we had the old fiberglass longbows, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah, did like, you did like three days of it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, better than nothing. 
But they have like NASP, like National yeah. Archery School programs, and right. I don't know where they do. They didn't do NASP at my high school, right? But I'm sure they have like I don't know what their that their mapping range is to do that stuff. But I don't know. I mean, do you guys really think on a scale of one to ten roundtable how big of a difference in your perspective? And there's probably a real statistic out there. Does a archery class in high school have an effect on whether or not they pursue archery or not? Start with on you. A Eric. scale of one to ten. Yeah. Ooh. Four. I was gonna say four or five. Yeah. But the thing is, too, like if you introduce it to someone in school, or even at a younger age, they could be they could go on with life and be like, "Hey, I remember I took archery. Yeah, yeah. true. And, Good I, point. and I really enjoyed it." I would like to go back on that and maybe pursue it a little bit. I feel better. like I'm coming off really negative about it. I'm not <clears throat> trying to be. Right. No, you're not at all. I, th- I mean, I just don't think a lot of people are into archery like we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. Gonna, I feel. I'm feeling guilty as I talk about it. I'm gonna say like a two. Well, I'm not an asshole like that. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think after you get to, I think by the time you're in high school, you're. You're, there's gonna be less of a chance that you grasp onto it. True. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. I and I if you don't grow I mean, up with it. Yeah. And, and I've introduced I've introduced a handful of guys into it, and and they, you know, you kind of take to it the level that you kind of want to get out of it. So that's you know, true. Some guys, some people, they just want to be able to pick up. Like my wife, she shot whenever her and I got together, just because it was something for her and I to do, and she was she got pretty good. And but she got to levels, you know. I'm like, well, you can do this, you can do that. Well, you try to tell her to do anything from coming from me, it's not going to work well. Yeah, but right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those things you get out of what you want to put into it for sure, so, just like the cat. Yep, <laughs> no well, that's the thing, too. Like, I didn't grow up doing it, and then Doug and his brother got me into it, and I fell in love with it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's how you're introduced. I think it's a big factor for sure. Know? I think you're introduced to like, I don't know, parents or family or a good friend, it's much easier to. No, hang on to it. Okay, so, but we, maybe I'm wrong. Did you get introduced to archery because of hunting or because of archery? Because of archery. You did. I got introduced to archery. Be- I wanted to get a bow because I wanted to hunt more when I started gun hunting. That's how I got into archery. And I don't know if everyone's on the same page besides Chris. It just depends. When I got introduced to archery, I didn't even know there was a competition side. Yeah, that came like the details of that came later. Right, just from I just natural. Knew, I just knew the hunting with a bow is all I knew. Mm-hmm. I did it for hunting. How about you, Austin. We went to a deer classic. It was way back in the day, and I got my first bow there. And I think when I got it, I had the intentions of hunting with it, but I didn't know anything about it. And then as I was kind of practicing in the yard and getting good with it, then we found out about three D shooting. So I actually got into the 3d realm before hunting that's interesting yeah hmm. i mean if if stoners knew that 3d archery was just frisbee golf with a bow it would change the <laughs> it, it really is it would change the arch yeah. archery industry you'd have to sell like a new elite with a hacky sack but well, it comes with a hacky sack yeah or like get a free <clears throat> disc when you get your elite or your bow has a hacky sack mount on it so you can keep with you at all times yeah but you know what I mean? Or like it comes with a one-hitter. Oh. <laughs> a little sloppy one-hitter. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? I mean, because that's – it's the same concept. Yeah. Oh, it is for sure. 3D archery is fun. And every time I do oh, it, yeah. I'm like, this is golf or disc golf yeah. with a bow. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's for sure, 100%. That's what it is, yeah. you know? Yep. It's like Never in the thought woods. of that, but now, now I will every single time, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You'll think of old Brett with dreads out there just whipping a disc. Every time you 3D yep. shoot. Well, I mean, the first time I shot 3D with, was with you guys when we went out to 
Long Grove out by me. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the very first time I ever did it. It's a blast. It is a good time. I wish... Because we used to go all the time. We used to go every weekend. Yeah. That's before we had kids and the podcast was like more of a business. And but we, used to, we used to 3D shoot for like a little WWE plastic belt. kids belt. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Which was funny. It's still around somewhere. I think I got it in my garage. Mm-hmm. We should do that again. Um, but I don't know. That's all fun. Yeah. 3D Archer is a good time. It's a yeah. good way to get people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you shot your first deer with a bow? Ooh. So... So I grew, growing up shooting and everything, I had I got really good, really good whenever I was like ten and eleven, something like that. We used to have they used to have indoor state championships, and me and my dad one year we both won an indoor state championship. That's cool. There's like three people that showed up in my class, but we're not going to talk about that. Hey, you beat them, still beat yeah, them. Yeah, number and, one uh, out of three. Yeah, suck it. But uh, <laughs> you could have got um, third. <laughs> but then I got target panic real bad, and so going into high school and everything, I had target panic so bad, like I couldn't shoot and. It was one of those things I expected to be to be able to shoot, and I just wouldn't change anything. And my dad finally, oh, here, you're going to go do this, and you're going to you need to start shooting again. So I think my first year with my bow probably wasn't until I was a senior or even maybe a freshman in college. Whenever I fi- when I finally got back into archery hunting again, I, I played basketball a lot whenever I was in high school and everything. That's all I really cared about, and I still I shotgun hunted for from the time I was, I don't know, seventh and eighth grade all the way up through and had a little success doing that. But then I finally got through the target panic and everything. I probably, I probably shot four or five deer with target panic really bad and just, you know, would pull down on one and shoot. And the very first deer I ever shot was a yearling doe and I missed her at 20 yards over the top of her back and she ran 20 yards and then turned around and came right back again, the exact same spot, and then I shot that I shot her, got her that time. Really? The very first deer I ever shot. All right, Chris, so, since you have suffered mm. from target panic, for, if someone has never experienced target panic, can you do your best yeah. to explain what target <laughs> panic is? Uh, it's trying, I don't, I, and I think everybody has it a little bit different, but that my experience was it is that I would try to hold dead center on the target and if i if i could not hold dead center i would shake and shake and i would finally get to the point mentally where i just feel like i need to punch that release and then i got to the point where i got so bad where i couldn't even get down on the target and i would hold like six inches above the target and i got my dad he's like well just adjust your sight six inches and 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 i i deer hunted i deer hunted one year and i adjusted my sights so that 20 yards I would hold six inches high and be dead on at twenty yards. Wow! Because i i could I could shoot fine for about four or five shots and I would lose it. And then it got wow. And then it got. I so, was the same way. Yeah. Really? I would, that I would bad? Have, when I when I'm acquiring my target, I drop into it. So you drop your mm-hmm. pin down into it, and I would always release before I would get down into the target. Yeah. Oh really? See, I feel like I've suffered like m- minuscule amount of target panic. I've never had it to where it's like crippling because. I know some people have to do like blind bail shooting, and, and that's like, what. And that, my dad, my dad went through it. My dad, and again, that's the reason why I started shooting. My dad, he started, he shot competition archery like from the time he got out of high school. He started getting into it, and he ended up getting target panic really, really bad. Whenever he was, I don't know, it was before he had me, obviously, but they, uh, he was shooting a wrist strap release. Well, then they, that was when they start, they started coming out with the thumb buttons and stuff like that, or even a back tension, early, early, early back tension release, or even time triggers. And he had a guy tell him that this is what you have to go to. And he's like, if you, once you get, he's like, 
he he got pretty good, but he's like, you're gonna eventually. He's like, it's getting bad. It's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad enough. You're not gonna be able to shoot at that point. You're gonna have to come to me. And he finally did, and he got him shooting a different release and everything. And it got to be, I mean, for years. I mean, my dad would go to a an indoor shoot, and he, you know, three hundred with fifty seven, fifty eight X's. I mean, like one or arrow, one or two arrows away from a perfect score. No kidding. Almost, just about every weekend, and. uh so whenever I got into it, it was the same thing. I was shooting a wrist strap, and Dad's like, you have to get rid of that thing. You have to. So I went to a thumb button release, mm-hmm. and I blank bailed. I blank bailed for a month straight every single day. Can you break down what blank bailing is for people? So I, put, I put a target put a target up on, on a, a rack in my garage, and I would stand 5 or 10 foot away from it and draw back, get on the target, and just close my eyes and just concentrate on squeezing that release until it went off. Mm-hmm. And I did that for... Like I said, probably a month straight. You're, right? re, you're retraining your brain at yep. that point. A month yep. straight of shooting how often? Every night. Every night. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just shoot I, your... I'd go shoot, I'd go shoot like probably 10 arrows, something like that, every single night, just concentrating on making 10 good shots. Process shots. Yep. Felt Sque- good. Squeezing the trigger and everything. And then it got to the point that this was right before, right before deer season one year is whenever I did it and just tried. I'm like, okay, I'm going to break this. And it got to the point where I'm like, okay, now I've got it. And I shot for about a year and a half, and then that thumb button started to do the exact same thing. I started to anticipate it. I went to an archery shoot. Is it because you figured out like the timing of it? Yep. And as soon as I would start to put my thumb on it, and I would just start punching it real bad. And I got to the point I started anticipating that, and I would flinch. Mm. And I I, would, I got to where I was shooting really, really well. I went to a 3D shoot, and we were on like the second or third target, and it was 15 yards and I drew back, and I get on it, and I sent it about three foot over the top of the target. No I, kidding! I flinched so bad, Jeez. and I'm just just pissed. So just lost it. Do you still struggle with that today? So I I I switched to a back tension release after that. I feel like we're talking to an addict, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no, sorry, but no, seriously, it, but this I mean, could happen to any of us. Like target pain, hundred percent, hundred percent. And so I switched to a back tension release after that, and I've shot a back tension for probably the last four or five years, and I even that's what I hunt with and everything. Um, and even that, I can still every once in a while. Like I, I haven't shot a whole lot. I'll, I'll just feel myself. I'll start to anticipate, start to, start to uh, um, punch that thing, and I'll just move up to the bail, and just okay. Hey, for the next four or five nights, every night, I'm going to come down here and just retrain myself, get more comfortable with it, so that way you don't have to think about it. So, are you shooting back tension with a click or no click? Uh, it's got a click in it. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel like you anticipate the click? Uh, I, I've got myself set up now. Whenever I come in, when I'm shooting shooting enough, I come in, and whenever I get to full draw and anchor, it clicks. Okay. So I got gotcha. you. It, so it's light. It, it it's it's fairly light, but I've I've got myself trained. If if it doesn't click, whenever I come up, a lot of times I'll just let down because there's something wrong. There's something I didn't mm. didn't go through my po- my my process right or something like that. And, See, I shoot a back tension, but I shoot a long. I feel like I shoot a long pull because yeah. because of hunting. Because I what I do is I'll pull to my click. Mm-hmm. Like if I get full draw and there's a deer, I'll get to my click and then I know it's game time. Yep. yep. So I use it as my uh, anchor. Get ready. All right, now you're in the shit. And maybe yep. that's wrong. I don't know. So. uh Yep. Grab a chair. Somebody just walked in. We'll Look get your head on this guy. S- sit Look on down. Guy. We'll get your mic pulled Not up. To get wild. Clint Casper just walked the fuck in. Not very often. <laughs> that Clint Casper walks in. That. Yep. Sorry, Clint. <clears throat> no, but I I kind of have the same thing with a thumb release. Yep. And then get that mic up there, Clint. I, I can't remember yeah. who I was talking to. I think it might it should be good. T Bone actually, yeah, but hold up closer. <clears throat> you know, instead of before. instead of hitting it with your <laughs> thumb. 
He said, connect put, your fingers. Put your finger on it and then pull And back. then pull like a back tension yep. with your yep. fingers, yep. you know. And a lot of guys can shoot. I've never been able to figure one out and to be able to shoot one consistently like that. Right. I know I know a lot of the guys that can. And every once in a while I'll be able to do that, but I just. But see, it took me forever to figure out going from a thumb to squeezing it, yep. you know, because yep. shooting like a back tension. Yep. But yep. after I figured it out, it helped me tremendously. Oh, yeah. Most people just put their thumb on it and dump the thumb button on it and i'm like yo wait yeah that's where i learned to. he's like touch your fingers together and let that drum sit on your thumb and then squeeze with mm-hmm. these fingers mm-hmm. that's why sometimes is that why you see sometimes people have that drum taped up real thick so oh, yeah. it fits their they'll hand. have it they'll have a huge one they'll have a huge one made or they'll put tape clint, on you, it clint casper just joined the podcast your you mic, can talk into the mic, on. buddy. You know how to do that? I, I don't. I've never really podcasted a whole lot, but we'll see. I don't know. Did you just talk into this thing? Is that yeah, what you do? Yeah. Because, no. Clint, you shot a lot of target archery. Yeah. I mean, I'm still shooting a target. I mean, what would, you would call it target release. <laughs> you shoot a yeah. target in your yard? That, too. Do you oh, shoot yeah. a thumb button or a back tension? Back tension. You do what, what, um, With a click or no click? I, uh, I've had click the last three years. I, I mean, I used to be uh, against the click. It kind of made me like. Is that all, are a lot of target guys against the click? Because I think of that? It, I think it, I think it's just it's a preference thing. Yeah, I know a lot of guys that that shoot target and everything, and they don't shoot a click. Mm-hmm. But they're also those guys that shoot a hundred arrows a day or whatever. Right, and right. They, they're they're so set in their ways that yeah. I mean they don't have to worry about that click because yeah. I mean they're just. Dead it's probably more common anyway. for hunters to shoot with a click, right? Just because of like most don't. Most, most don't. Most hate the click. Hunters causes target panic. In a lot of people, yeah, that's we. You weren't yeah. in it. We just got done talking about. Target For me, thing. I like the click because it. That's like my, like that puts me in the zone. You're yeah. ready. Yeah. That's what I just said. I've got exactly. mine set up yeah. to thing. where when the when I hear the click, now at that point I'm like, fucking here we go. Yeah. Like, Do you hunt with a back tension? I. That's all I've used for the last 10 years. Now I'm I used to that. use a thumb, but I shot my thumb really weird. Like I flipped the top over to where, like a standard thumb, you've got it down here. Mine was up in basically like up in my index to where when I'm pulling through, I was shooting it. I was a thumb. Only reason why I did it that way is because my straight back tension release, it's a half moon. I can't clip it on. That's the only downfall. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I set my thumb up to where I'm shooting it like a back tension. Like realistically, my thumb wasn't triggering shit. Right. Cause a lot of people start doing this shit of oh, punching. Yeah. And that's, See, that's what I was just saying yeah. too. Where and I, I, I roll around. It's a glorified it trigger that you're beating the hell out of a right now you know <laughs> i gotta adjust this keep talking i gotta adjust this camera so you're so, right if i use it but i mean yeah i mean as far as shooting with back tension like it's been i feel like i can make a lot a long I, time i'm so much more consistent whenever i when i do that it's not even i mean it's mm. not even comparable and I've what calms me down like with here. a trigger it'd be a panic attack yep. constant because yep. i know in my mind i can punch the shit out of it yep. right and, and i like, almost I, i've gotten to the point with the click too it's just like if i come to that click it's like okay now concentrate push pull yep. this is what yeah, you gotta it's do a, i mean yeah. it's a process yeah. like yep. in my exactly. mind i break it down into like 12 steps 100 and every step i accomplish i'm on to the next one so yep. instead of me being like Oh fuck! That's a 180, man. I yep. can't wait to tell Doug. Can't wait to show her. <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like, okay, anchor nose. Yeah, does he call me? Start that, pushing and pulling. And, Shut up, Eric. And, and then, <laughs> you know, and that that was I one of the biggest him. things too. Whenever I started shooting, it really it buck fever. I had buck fever terrible whenever mm-hmm. I was a kid too. Yeah, me so too. Archery hunting, archery hunting, whatever. On top of the target panic, I get buck fever and just lost it. And oh so, yeah, you're doubling down uh, on anxiety yeah. so, for a shot so right like, there. Uh, Whenever I get that back tension on there, yep. it's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta follow your process. You gotta do all yep. this. And the biggest buck I've shot so far with my with my bow, 
I come to full draw and start to push pull, and mm-hmm. then it clicked, and I did flinch. Oh yeah, real bad. Yep. I was like, and he looked right up at me, and I was like, okay, go 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 go, go and just yep. push through and everything. But it's one of those things. It, it's part of the, it's part of the process and yep. everything, and you know, okay, yeah, I've got to this point. All right, now it's go time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and guys don't <laughs> practice the most important shot in archery. We, we we never practice it. Oh yeah, letting down. Yeah. Like it, it you, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Like oh, most yeah, people think 100%. I come back. Like I always talk about, I bend the limbs back. Shit's dying in my mind. But at the same time, if it doesn't feel right, yep. I'm, I'm, I'll let down. Yep. I mean, my biggest buck to date, extra 191, 22 yards. I let down mm-hmm. because in my mind, I'm like, wow, you're gonna fuck this up. Yep. <laughs> and most people have been like, whoa, this is it. I got, yeah. I got to make it happen. I'm like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Most people are yeah. focused on releasing that. They yeah. have to it's release it right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was I one mean, of the hardest things to learn as a kid too. Whenever you, yep. whenever you're shooting, because I'd watch my dad, I'd watch my dad draw back and let down two or three times, yep. and everybody would just kind of look at him, yep. and then he draw back and let down two or three times, yep. and then that third, then the next shot, dead center ass. Perfect. It's yeah. Like, it's, okay. It's, then it was perfect. Everything's working. Yeah, everyone's looking at you like this motherfucker's going yeah. through some shit. Oh yeah. It's nuts. He's like Doug over here. Yeah. Like Doug. He's seen some shit. <laughs> when I started shooting, when I started shooting like semi-pro indoors, like 3D and five spot and all that, going into college, realized I'm like, fuck, I'm like, you know, I can do something with this. Like, this will be fun, you know. So I went and got a coach, Jim Hadley, and he had trained, you know, a bunch of Olympic archers and shit, you know. And um, the first month, he's like, you're, you're not going to like what we're going to do, you know. And I'm like, well, I mean, I love to shoot my bow. He's like, that's yeah. the problem. Like, we're not going to shoot an arrow. And I'm like. Okay. Yeah. The fuck do you mean you're not going to shoot an arrow? The first month, I came in, I drew back, held, and let down. Didn't Mm -hmm. fire an arrow. For a month? Didn't fire an arrow. That's that's a gangster. Probably. That is. That's right. I forget. It was like 1,000, 1,300, you know. But to this day, I shoot a ton of blank bail, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I will force myself. If I go shoot five arrows. You'll still shoot blank bail for no reason? I shoot blank bail. Well, I don't want to say it's for no reason, but not because you're going through target panic. Constant. I'll blank bail. I'll pull my sight off randomly and shoot 30 arrows of just from me to you with my eyes open, eyes closed. Like I don't want nothing in front of me. I'm just, you don't want to feel in the process. As soon as I get on every year, when I get my new bow, the flow, the first five to 600 shots, blank bail, (laughs) every single setup. Cause every bow is a little bit different and I get a new, you know, they're sending me a new bow every year. Everyone's like, Oh, just slap your shit on and go. It's it it's all different. Like yeah, I, I have yeah. to like get in tune with what I got, and Mentally. that's a, that's like my way of doing it, and that's gotta, what I do. You got to feel her feel her body. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, maybe the, <laughs> maybe left boob's yeah. a little bigger yeah. than the right boob. I need yeah. to know. Maybe Doug, maybe this one, about. the right boob's a little bigger than the left. You know, <laughs> I, mean? I gotta I gotta know what's going on. It's like all drive. in the hips. It is. It's and, a test drive, and, and, that, and that all goes down to being successful at the end. Because mm-hmm. whenever when shit hits the fan, and you oh, yeah. and you draw back and. Everybody yep. says it. It's like, I don't even remember what happened. Autopilot. I just drew back. I don't Dude. know. Yep. That's, that's a common that's, thing. That's that autopilot. Yeah, autopilot. Because you've done it so many yep. times that it, you can just draw back. There's two. I don't remember what happened. There's you. Did I even look through the peep yeah. thing? I blacked yeah. out. Like, and, 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 and it's either because you <laughs> blacked, blacked out and you yeah. didn't know what happened and or it's because it was like second nature. Yeah. Exactly. And you just ran through the motions of what you've always done. Yep. Yep. So have you ever struggled like... I know, like target panic, but like I know you said a little bit of buck fever, but like, does buck fever affect you in a major way? Do you think? I've had, I haven't had, I've I've been lucky and I've killed some good deer over the last few years and everything, and I've only been there's been a couple deer that have rattled me 
really, really good over the last couple of years. And I don't know that I could have held it together, but I, I mean, I feel like if you don't have that, you shouldn't be out there anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, very, 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 very like true. It, yeah. If, if I didn't see like I hunted a buck for a couple of years and he finally got killed and I only saw him two times, both times I saw him, I was shaking so bad. I don't even know if I got to draw my bone back anyway. <laughs> right. Because I was, I had myself so amped up on how everything was happening and him, him getting ready to come in. I was hoping and everything like that, that like, man, I don't even know if I could have made it happen. Yeah. But all right. So let's talk about this. Do you want to watch a buck come in from like a long distance where you see him, you glass him, come in. Okay. Here he is. He's coming my way. All right. Get ready. Or do you want a buck to surprise you? Oh, 20 yards. Here's the deer. Grab your bow. Make your decision. What do you prefer? Uh, I still like the surprise of it. You do like the yeah, surprise, yeah. Even with some of the target panic and some buck fever, and- I, yeah. Because I, I mean, you don't have time to think about it. It's, again, you're on auto, you're on autopilot. Okay, hey, now it's got to happen. This is what you got to do. Tell a lot here, of small deer get your, shot. I'm here, guilty. Yep. Here's your spot, and, and I'm the same way too. Like, okay, hey, yeah, I'm pumped up yep. and, and everything. And I mean, the first deer I shot last year, that's exactly what happened. He's here. He's 15 20 yards in front of me all right this is go time yeah and, and right. i mean it's, it's one of those things it's i'm the same way I, i'm you like them tight i yeah. surprise surprise yeah. me not me i'm i'm situational i i, I couldn't really stick to one yeah. side of it i'd rather watch them i think come I, at I, me. I, I see like that's i i like that 10 seconds that build up or even like let's say it's two minutes like i'm watching a i want to pick my shot I just I don't know. Like I live for that moment before the shot even takes place. Like, that's that's my whole yeah. For me, it's more about I, the encounter. If I get to yeah. see him for ten minutes, like that's yep. ten minutes versus thirty seconds. I I live for that encounter. Yeah, more. It, it's ten I, minutes. And of, I like to talk to myself. Like I like to like be in my own. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I just I'm like talk I'm see, and everything. I kinda, you, I you up come, to this, you little bitch? Well, yeah. Come on, you think you can do it again? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a buck's coming. <laughs> or like I think back to Utah, like that bull I killed a couple years ago, and I mean. He's at 46. I'm at full draw. Cal breaks off in a calf, and he. I feel like I got to let down. Now I'm at 76. I got to like reap. That's stressful. So I got oh. like. So in my mind though, I'm like, okay, he won't play games, motherfucker. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, dial down 76. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Here, it, like, but like to me, that's one of my favorite, probably the most favorite shot I've ever made, and it should have been a Rip. way easier shot. Yeah, you know, but I got by the way, everybody rips twice. by the studio on Harleys and right. trucks and shit because they know we're in here fucking recording. I swear, right. <laughs> it's other podcasts. So. Yeah, yeah, the, the one at the depot. Yeah, <laughs> give her the beans, son of a bitch. <laughs> Let her eat. But I'm, I'm situated. I, I kind of like watching them come in because, like, you are right, Austin. It's like ten minutes of a moment you always yeah. think about that you get a little more of. Yeah, I'm more calm but, that way. Like I get anxious when a buck appears and I'm like, good, okay. Like I'm, I, I like good. Good. You're kind of guard. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. good, good. You know, like I yeah. like to see him coming because I'm always talking to myself though. Like if if you were in my head. Ten minutes prior to me killing something, you'd be like, wow. "That's because you're mental." I would, I would never want to be. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you wouldn't be that. No, 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 you wouldn't. You'd be like this fucking dude. But it's because you're crazy. mentally thought like we we've talked about this before in the past. It's like when you're sitting there, you don't just like sit there blankly and then be like, "Oh shit, deer." Right. When yeah. you sit there, you mentally practice. Like, right. if a deer comes from this way, I'm going to yeah, do yeah. this. If a deer comes from here, if a deer pops up underneath me, I'm going to do this. Like, I think that makes well, a difference, you know? Not Doug, though. He's just watching birds. Yeah. 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 Trying to read hook on Phoenix. <laughs> it's easy to kill a big deer when you, you don't see him coming. We got to get his present on video. Right right oh, yeah. Um, you want to go get, go get it? Yeah, well. Chris brought Doug a present. 
Oh. He brought us all great presents, by the way. By the way, yeah. Um, great, great gift, gift giver. Um, if you'd like to find a gift for one of your friends, call hit Chris. Up. Just hit me up. Dude, great. Flight fee. You're very... We'll talk about all the you gifts. You could probably have a business with that. I mean... Like, you ask 10 questions, they you, answer them, and like, yeah. here's your gift. I think gift. there's probably a web... Surely there's a website. Gift like consulting? That. Yeah, there gift you go. consulting. Yep. Dude, I like it. we got to run through the gifts, because they're good. And thank you, again, yep. by yeah, the way. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Very well thought out. I love mine very much. Doug's actually going to use his. Like, yeah. I'm going to use mine, but Doug's really, really going to use it. Yeah. Um, one part of his gift, anyway. Right. We hope so. He's at, Eric's out there just fucking around like we got all day. Hey, guys, interrupting again. The podcast is brought to you by Old Barn Taxidermy. Uh, man, if you need a deer head done this year or you are sitting on a couple that you haven't got them mounted yet, get them to Old Barn. Now would be a good time to do it as they're caught up on whitetails and you'd be first in line, technically, before their run of all the Western stuff gets into. They're located in Fort Madison, Iowa, but they have drop-off locations throughout the country. So look them up. You will not be disappointed. They do all of our taxidermy work, and that's one of the number one things we get when people come into the studio is how nice the taxidermy looks. Also, if you kill the spring bear, they are the bear taxidermy specialist. Sam Gaylord is an expert. Uh, so hit them up, Old Barn Taxidermy. Tell them we sent you. Also, trophy line. Our opinion, we're not real... Um, experienced in the saddle hunting game, but we've done it enough that we know we've been around good tree stands and they're great people. Uh, they're running a Father's Day sale right now, uh, June 14th through the 19th, so it's actively going on. Get there, trophyline.com. Um, free shipping on orders over $100 and free rope man with any saddle kit purchase. If you've never used a rope man in your tree stand hanging process or safety regimen, Highly recommended. I do not hunt without one, whether I'm in a stand for my like safety tether and a saddle, it's almost a necessity. So uh, that's a pretty damn good deal. Free shipping over a hundred bucks and a ropeman with a saddle kit purchase. Uh, check them out. Trophyline.com and spy point trail cams. Spy point has, is getting ready to launch. Let me see if I can get you a, um, a direct date. They're getting ready to launch the flex. And we did a podcast at ATA with Trent about the flex coming up. And I think it's going to change a lot of perspectives on spy point as a company as a whole, but I think it's going to change a lot for trail cameras in gen in general. Um, but the flex uh, us $170 and it, it basically grabs the closest signal. So it doesn't matter what carrier you have or if you don't get signal for this in a certain area. We all know how that is. There's pockets where nothing works. But um, it's supposed to be super reliable, easy to use, and we're pretty damn excited about that flex coming. I can't wait to get them out. And we're getting ready to get the fleet of trail cams back out. Velvet's coming. So check out spypoint.com and check out the flex cell cam. It's new and exciting. And if you want all the real details, uh, find our episode, what we did with spy point from ATA show. I think you'll like it. The podcast is also brought to you by grizzly. We're getting grizzly on the books for a podcast. They sponsor the CC hunt files for the cooler side of things. And we are getting ready to get some box blinds through grizzly. We are new to the box blind hunting game and we're setting up some big time blots specifically for box blinds to get comfy. It's funny, the older you get, the more you start thinking about box blinds and being strategic um, and taking your kids with. So if you're in the market for a box blind, check out the ones from Grizzly. We do have a code through Grizzly, it's WCB. So check that out. 
and victory arrows, uh, shooting the rip TKOs like I have been for years and absolutely loving them, getting them tuned up to go to Africa and then heading right into Wyoming elk. And then right after that, coming back in for whitetails hit home here in Illinois. So thanks to all our partners. Sorry for interrupting. All right, here's Doug with a veteran, a mobile veteran shout out. And then we're back in the episode. Thanks guys. Hey guys, Doug here with another mobile veteran shout out. Uh, this one was submitted by Michael Spiva and the veteran is David Brammer. So he's a specialist in the Army and the 421st Bridge Crew, Operation Enduring Freedom, and Operation Iraq Freedom. Uh, he was medically discharged. So he's been hunting for about eight years and change. So it's a short one, but uh, thank you for your service, David, and thank you for submitting that, Michael. <laughs> it's fine. You did get him some beer cans. We'll talk about that Those first. Those are pretty cool. Schmidt beers. Cool. Have you never heard of them before? No, I have. Oh, you have? My parents have some. Oh. Well, you gotta, hopefully you can one-up them now. I don't have any, though. No. Oh. You got to do now. Clutch your bar. Yeah. I like it. And then uh, he got me the movie Rad for the old BMX guys, which is rad. Ooh. Which is super rad. <laughs> Eric, get in here. <laughs> Was it meet and greet out there? What the fuck? <laughs> you want to crank it up? Oh. Tell him to give us 20 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Here we go. So Doug can hold it. <laughs> hold, hold it up to that. Learn. Hooked on Phoenix. Hooked phonics. That's Phoenix like in Arizona? The yeah. best part is that it's, uh, what's the age gap on it, Doug? It's pre-K. It's pre-K pre- level two. <laughs> hey. Ages three to four. Hey, can you pull it out and read us something? <laughs> Yeah, why don't you open that up? I, no, I really don't. It says learn the It says learn to read. Red. 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 Read. It's a tricky one. Woof. Woof. It's a great gift. Thank you, Chris. Hilarious. Veteran shout outs just got a little smoother. Well. We'll in about three play. to six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me some time to learn. through the program. Yeah, yeah. He's playing a couple levels. How, <laughs> how many week program is that? I don't know. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read the box. <laughs> Shit, fuck. <laughs> you go over to Doug. He's like scrambling. Doug, we doing learn hooked on phonics. No, he's got all wrong I'm answers down in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> is there one before that? Yeah, there is. See, I gave you some credit. How much was that? (laughs) Five bucks or something. Totally worth it. That is worth it, actually. (laughs) Um, Eric, what'd you get for gift? I got a t-shirt that says uh, Tig Life on it. It is pretty sweet. And then Austin got... A bottle of bourbon. With a sweet elk topper pour thing. Well, I think, isn't the stag bottle for the studio? Whatever you guys want. It doesn't matter. We got two bottles of bourbon. Yeah, I brought another one just from home from... A buddy of mine, he really likes it, and so yeah, yeah. bought a bottle of smoke wagon up too. It's pretty good. Great gifts, man. Great yeah, gift. No very kidding. impressed. So thank yep. you very much. Yep. Oh god, Doug's getting into it. Oh, he oh, is. Huh. He's got a starter. There's, right. a DVD. There's, there's a DVD. <laughs> I was gonna say you screwed me. <laughs> I was really hoping there's gonna be a cassette tape in there. He's not <laughs> reading anything. He's just watching the DVD. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna listen to it. I was just looking at the pictures. pictures. <laughs> it's an audio book. <laughs> Is there a pop-up book? <laughs> you know what I love? Doug's going to take that home. It's going to be sitting on his desk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I it's, probably shouldn't have that out. Some chick's going to come over. Some chick's going to come over. How old's your boy? 
yeah. Hey, hey, do you have kids? Yeah. No, why? No, no. Oh, that's for when Clint and his boys come in town. <laughs> Easton's learning to read. How old's your boy? He's three to four. <laughs> <laughs> He's in pre-K. <laughs> Doug's like, huh? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I have. <laughs> now, nah, bitch, that's for me. <laughs> 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 Fucking great. It's Could a great you read me uh, this? <laughs> Do you mind helping me? Hey, hey, I'm stuck it. on this part. Yeah. Hey, I mean, uh, they're stuck on this part. <laughs> Great gift. Great I try, gift. I try. So, so obviously, heavy, I'm going back to the podcast. That was a great side piece was, that we went on. Um, great side piece? Yeah, but we'll go with that. Okay. I'll stick to that uh, terminology. Um, I like how in tune with your archery shot you are. I find that intriguing. Because I feel like not enough people are probably, you know? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just... I've. If I do something, I want to be good at it, and I, I just have a really hard time being mediocre mm-hmm. at, at it. So, I've, I have worked on it, worked on it, watched, you know, watch videos, talked to a bunch of guys that had help. Whenever I, I was helping the archery shop, there were some pros in there that were really good. Just you know, okay, hey, you need to do this. No, nope, that's not right. This is what you got to do, and, and you know, you work on it enough, work on it enough that, I mean. I know, I know now, you know, getting my bow ready for the shoot and everything, I just put a new string on it and I'm just, you know, learning everything over again. Everything feels a little bit different, sight tapes off, but going out there, okay, hey, I mean, 20 shots into it, okay, yep, here it is. Now we're, now we're back, now everything's starting to feel good again. And I know, I mean, I can tell you every single shot after I make it, yep, good shot, bad shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean and I may hit dead freaking center, you know two shots in a row and i'm like well that first one was was good the second one was absolutely terrible but it just happened to go to the exact same right. spot yep but you understand archery you can tell by just how you're talking because we all know that we've all been there yep. what uh being that into it and like being that conscious about like your archery game and and you know switching strings and just kind of being in tune what are name three of your bow hunting goals that you've yet to accomplish uh so I made a well. My wife in our old house, she said that I couldn't mount another deer, or I told her I wasn't going to mount shoulder mount another deer until I hit the one fifty with my bow. That year, I shot one one forty seven with a broken brow tie, and he would have been he would have been easy one fifty, but wasn't one fifty, and I'm you know just dead set on those. So on, so one fifty with a bow. We've had quite a few deer around. My dad has shot the biggest deer on our, on the ground that we lease over I think the last two or three years and they've all been mid one fifties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, one fifty with my bow is definitely it. Um, I've just, I keep getting more and more ate up with the Western thing. And so, um, started putting in for points for, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado, Wyoming, things like that. Ooh, bad states uh, stay out of those. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm at New York and, uh, New Jersey. Yeah. There's a lot of big bulls. Yep. 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 Delaware. But, I mean, Delaware. You know, shh, shh, don't out, leave Delaware. Easy. Secret spot. <laughs> Big black tail. But that, yeah, elk with my bow, mule deer with my bow. Those are those are the three. Yeah, one fifty plus. My dad, very first deer my dad ever killed was one hundred and sixty eight inch thirteen pointer. Very first deer he ever killed. And I was, I think, three years old or, or, or something like that. That's awesome. And it's still the biggest deer that we've ever killed as me and him together. Yeah. So, you know, ultimate goal, kill something bigger than his. Yeah. 
but I mean, if I never do, it's, it's one of those things. It's, so cool. Oh, oh I'm absolutely. sure you look at that deer as kind of like an iconic type deer between yep, you and your 100%. old man. It, yeah. It's been, it's been above our stairs from the time I was a kid and, and I've got a picture and I repost it every year and I try to recreate it with my kids. Yeah. I, I, I have a picture. I'm holding the deer, deer's antlers and in the back of my dad's truck and he's sitting there holding it up. And so right after I had my kids, like the first buck that I killed, you know, sit in the back of the truck, they hold the antlers. It was just one of those things that's important. Yeah. I want to try to recreate that every single year. Absolutely. Stuff that might not seem to you, it's important, but like your kids yeah. might think, might not, might not think it's a big deal, but when they get a little older, they'll look back oh, and yeah, cherish sure. their pictures in a different way yep. than like you ever will, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. So I try to do the same. Anything that I shoot, I try to get like my kiddos and oh, yeah. a picture with it just cause it's kind of neat, but, but that's yep. cool, man. I know what you're saying. Like. So you probably look at that deer. Do you have a name for the buck or anything like that? No, just the big one. I, I yeah. like dad's big one. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll get it one of these days and it's like, God, that deer just. Does he know so you're big. gunning for his record? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> he's and feeling he's, it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and he would love, he, he's one of the, he's the most selfless person I've ever met. And he would love, he would be more excited if I did kill that a buck bigger than his. Yeah. Then, then probably I would. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, but freaking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fun thing to think about is like trying to beat your old man's record or somebody mm-hmm. in your family, but it's like, they hope you do. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You know, I mean, you hope, and you hope that with it. I mean, I know you guys talk about it and everything too. It's just like, I hope your butt, you know, your buddies kill a bigger deer than than i kill yeah and, yeah. and it's the same Except thing this year. this year yeah this year <laughs> not this year <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. any other year yes yeah. yeah but the thing is like man you know when when your buddy kills a big buck like you should have every reason to be stoked for oh, them for like, sure. that's the one thing i love about our crew is like we have we don't hold any jealousy towards one another like no. if doug kills a buck eric kills a buck clint austin ross kills a big buck we are fucking stoked there's never been like a no. hidden. De- that, that's that's dumb. Yeah, it's fucking stupid to be that way. And those moments, you you only get a couple of those moments, if at, at most, every year. Yeah. So like, I'll drive. Like last year, last year the big one that that we were hunting, my dad killed him in early November, and I drove. He 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 shot him. He calls me. He's like, I think I got a good one, which he says that every single time. Or <laughs> no, you know he'll say, yeah, he he's pretty good. And I said, well, I'm like, what is pretty good? And he's like. He's pretty big. If he says pretty big, it's a big one. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, we've been watching this deer. I've got 500 pictures of him. I'm obsessing about this deer. And I said, is it this buck? And he's like, I don't know. And I said, well, send me a picture of his rack. Yeah. I said, he's got a brow tie that looks in. He's like, uh, I think it might be that one. I said, okay. I said, I was already on the road and driving an hour and a half to go help him anyway. Yeah. Cause I was like, which is know, amazing. Well, it's one of those things like I'll drop anything for anybody. And I, cause I don't care. I mean, those moments like that, I love those moments. I love going to find deer, just like you guys talk about it all the time. Yeah, I love going to help you know buddies out and everything. Like you said, you get that maybe a couple times a year if you're lucky. Yeah, right. And so something like that, like me and my buddy Ryan went and helped him drag it out, took pictures and stuff. All three of us got a picture together, and it's like something like that. We'll look back on hopefully you know twenty thirty years from now. Like yeah, remember this one? Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. We chased him. Dad was able to get him and everything like that. And that's what's going to stay. You know. You know eventually everybody passes on everything but you have those pictures to look back at that's a that's an iron memory in my mind 100 right there well shit how many deer have we drug out together <laughs> all of them all of them. Right. All of them i mean there's something special about those type of moments i mean austin's helped me pull out some white tails clint helped me pull out that muley <laughs> which was like 
By the way, check out uh, Peterson's bow hunting and Next yeah, dude, Next like edition. that's. I mean, it's hard to beat that memory for me. Like that's mm-hmm. cemented into my 100%. brain of like suck and camaraderie and emotion. You know, like yeah. on one on another level that you just can't really explain. But yeah, it's like you're right. It's like it, the more blood trails you can go on with your buddies, the mm-hmm. better. And it doesn't always work out like. Honestly, the the range of hunting properties that we all cover as a crew Oof. is fucking massive. Oh. Yeah. Like we're talking yeah. eight hours to twenty something hours for our western trips. To I mean, at, there's times where I might be four or five hours hunting from where Doug and Eric are hunting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and two to three hours, maybe three hours sometimes from where Austin and Ross are hunting. Like mm-hmm. you know, I think probably the perception to a lot of the locals of our crew is that we all hunt right within 10 minutes of our house not true like until this last year i didn't hunt within an hour of my home right you know some some things have changed for me in the last two weeks that we're going to talk about here on some upcoming podcasts that allow me to hunt closer to my house now but uh but yeah i mean so it's hard for us to always be with each other Mm -hmm. when someone shoots a deer plus you add in politics of well it's a permission piece I can't have anybody else there, mm-hmm. so I have to just, like, sweat it out and drag this yeah. deer out when I can't, or, you know what I mean, or whatever it may be. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the more you can go on and the more you can be with your buddies and help them drag deer out, the better I think the experiences are. Yep. yep. Yeah, but, for sure. And it's sad the people that don't – like, it was crazy to me the amount of people that were like, so you and Devin didn't have tags when you went with Kurt? I'm like, no, it was just Kurt. And they're like, what the fuck would you guys go for? And I'm like <laughs> – what do you mean? Like, yeah, in my mind, get, I'm, yeah, like, like I'm like, I want to be there. Yeah, I'm like, damn, that's a shitty friend. Yeah, like, like you're a. I mean, I, I vividly can remember telling a guy on Instagram, I'm like, wow, I'm like, you'd be a fucked up hunting partner, and he <laughs> and like that, put a bunch of laughing faces, and I'm like, well, no, not, for real, not, like, not to only yeah. mention like a harder to draw tag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's in one of the most sought after units in the West to go hunt. Yeah, and that's what's know. cool about the crew we built because if you ask anyone to go on that hunt with you, I'd be like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, mm-hmm. we're, like, oh, yeah. we're all, all of us actively, yeah. I think, are building points to draw that unit again. You know what happens? Next person that draws that unit is going to yeah. be like, hey, a couple of you guys want to go with to help me glass up deer and pack out and do this. Yeah. The same shit you and Devin right. did. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if I'm in that loop, yeah, I'll go again. Yeah. I mean, I'll be a little more prepared, but it's like you don't, you only do so much. But the suck is what makes it so memorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for I can't sure. wait to shoot it. A buck down in that hell hole and then make you pack him out. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I owe you one. <laughs> and I owe you. I, uh, I owe you. The greatest one. part about that was, I'm like, I wouldn't wanted that to be any easier. Though. No, yeah. no, no. And it was great. We're packing out, and Kurt's like, dude, like, I'm, I'm so happy. But like, <laughs> fuck, going up this mountain. Get the fuck out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'd do it again tomorrow. He's like, there's not enough money on I, this mountain right now for me to fucking do this again. And I'm like. Five thousand bucks to go back down up. He goes, "Nope, not enough." I'm like, "What?" But now he'd do it for a dollar. Oh yeah, do it for a dollar. Now yeah. I would, yeah, I would. absolutely do it. In, like in, that's the, what's in cool. the moment, no. in the moment when my feet were hot and I had hot spots, I get off. I'm like, "Yeah, fuck that." <laughs> but I do remember, like the the memory of Clint was legit carving out footpaths for us. I was in the middle. And then we all had the deer on our back yep. in different quarters and sections, you know, and then Devin's behind me. I remember Devin. I've talked about this like three or four times yep. on the podcast. Devin huffing behind me going, Kurt, 
This sucks for me yeah. too. Oh, yeah. No one will ever know how steep this mountain nope. is, no matter how many times you talk about it. Not until you're there. He goes, he goes just know this sucks yeah. and enjoy it. Yep. And you're with a fucking mountain goat. And we're with a mountain goat. But I remember Devin like <laughs> saying, like, this sucks, but enjoy it. Oh, right. for sure. And yeah. he's right though. Like it sucked. Yeah, you're only going to get so many of those packs in oh, your yeah. lifetime. So you better yeah. you better drink yeah. it up when it's happening. But yeah. in the moment, I wasn't thinking enjoy right. this. Like I was right. kind of like I just want to get to the get fucking through. top. Yeah, I'm just going to die. Yeah, through this. Yeah, I just want to jump back down the hill. <laughs> well, but but there's something valuable in that. Like even when you're huffing out a white tail, right? And oh, yeah. you're that doing sucks. the yeah. one, two, three. All right, heave, heave, heave. Yep. Okay, stop, stop. <sighs> Everyone's breathing like. Soak that shit up. That yeah. sucks, but enjoy those moments because oh, yeah. they don't happen often. Yep. They don't. Yep. It's kind of sad a little oh, bit. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. It is. I remember packing that bull out in Utah, and I know I posted the video. I got the whole cape, the head, It looked like fucking misery is what it looked like. You've seen <laughs> oh, that video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. And Devin was begging me. He's like, dude, he's like, this is steep as fuck. He's like, just let me take it part way. I said, no, man. I'm like, I want to get to the top and know that from the bottom – 1200 fucking feet of vert straight up like i want to no. like I, i'm like once you get to the top then you can take it for a little while i'm like because it's 130 pounds i'm like it's fucking heavy like i'm not gonna sit yeah here that's a lot dude. bullshit like it's like <laughs> putting doug on my back and going up the fucking hill you know what i mean like because it, doug only weighs a buck 30 well, yeah. well what the hell? Uh, whatever he's a buck 45 whatever yeah. the hell he is close, close enough. but you know and devin's like dude just fucking just it's fine i'm like mm-mm. like i, I, I just, just want to do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i knew once i got up there i'd be like I'm happy that you sucked that whole fucking way up. I'm like, this sucks so bad, but you're going to be thankful that you did it. And I was. I was, like, super pumped that I did not. Did you hand it off when you get to the top? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Devin's like, hey, he's like, let me run it out this ridge. I'm like, fuck. Yep, I'll take. And But Devin had 80 pounds. But yeah. what, what sucks carrying out a bull is it's not really the weight. It's the fucking awkwardness it, yeah, it, it's shit getting hung care. up on yeah. everything oh my yeah. god like yeah, that, that was sucks. the part that you know jason and deb but like that get was, it tied up clean yeah. and all that yeah. and like that day i had ty and easton and i had wade and i had devin and jason like all of i mean it was like it sucked don't get me wrong i mean it fucking it was twice as hard as what we did on yours because of the weight oh, and yeah. having a fucking bull on my back but I mean, I loved it though because once I got up there, I'm like, I'm looking down and I'm like, Holy don't happen very often either. Man. No, I, wish I was I, gonna say, yeah, I'm like, I wish I had a horse. Yeah, oh. Chris, how many how many blood trails or drags do you think if you had to put a number on, do you do a year? Uh, just to put this in perspective. Uh, I mean, depends on the year. Last year, last year I probably went on four or five, but I my year last year was just unbelievably lucky and insane um but i mean on a normal year i try to go i mean i'll go on every single one that i can i think the year before i probably went on 10 mm-hmm. um, that's a good amount yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. is and earlier in the podcast you mentioned i'm kind of switching gears a little bit you mentioned like you know wolfpack outdoors like you guys do a little bit of everything and mm-hmm. um you do a little bit you dabble in trapping a little bit so th- so this year so illinois illinois has a bobcat tag program and they only give out so many tags so they give out a thousand tags and so how do you go about like applying for a bobcat tag? so it's on an it's on a draw you put it on you put it on the illinois website um 
pay your $5 fee, I think it is, and you get it back, If I, I believe. Can you apply you any time for that? Uh, I think it's during a certain a yeah, certain there's a time certain, draw there's window. Certain, I got to apply. Yeah. It's t- it's easy to miss it. I think I missed it the last year. Is it open yet? Is it, I don't think it's open yet. I think When it, you apply, I think, text I think me it, and be like, hey, Kurt, yeah, apply. I, I think it, it opens up. It's like in, August in or September or something like because, that. Because yeah. the season opens up in November, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got lucky and I drew a tag this year. Um I I had a couple properties that do. I mean, we'll occasionally we'll get a picture of a bobcat or anything, and they're getting more and more prevalent around. And I ended up uh, I talked to a friend of mine who is just a he's a professional trapper, and I said, hey, I want to try try to trap one. I know there's one on this property and everything. A friend of mine got me permission to be on it. And everything he helped me kind of get into it, and he went out there and helped me set some stuff up. And you know, just like anything else, if you learn anything, you look up it up on Google and YouTube and everything. YouTube. I watched you know a hundred videos on you know this. You could do this and this method or this bait, and you know this works really well. And I honestly just got unbelievably lucky. And that that the cat had actually walked through like I think ten days before Jeez. I actually caught it. Leg hold or snare? Yeah, or it was. It was or? A, yeah, it was in a, it was in an actual five fifty yard. Yeah, yep. hell yeah. And uh, we I had. I don't know seven traps in this yep. in this one area, and she had walked through it, I believe, like seven days beforehand or eight days beforehand, and I actually had a footprint right next to the trap bed. Oh, oh shit! And so I missed her by, I mean, literally inches. Yep, and by uh, a foot. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But they, but they you, ended up... Uh, did you sift? I wish over? I had yeah. my buttons yeah. ready. Yeah. 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 I feel like with bobcats, like yeah. box. I mean. Like I grew up trapping. Yeah. I was like they're so nothing. finicky. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I love it. it was a hell. That's, that's a fucking chess game. Oh there. my god. Trapping. Yeah. I, was a, a, I was addicted oh, to it. My wife hated it because every night after work, I, I, yep. I was going straight out there. Your wife clearly does not suck if she's like. My wife is a saint. For some reason, she puts up with me. Bless but, her heart if you're listening. Um, but yeah, they they ended up. Uh, she the cat came by and then she ended up coming back by and I had a video cell cam on it and. I got one picture. We were sitting downstairs with my in-laws at my house, and oh, I got a shit. and, I, and I, got a pic, <laughs> I got a picture, and then another and another and another and another. And I was like, I was like, what the hell? And I look at it, and I said, uh, it's pretty good size. I said, I wonder what the hell that is. And I finally got, a, I saw that little stubby tail, and I lost it. And nice. my, my in-laws are like, what the hell just happened? And he's like, I think he just caught a bobcat. And I called my buddy that got me on the, that helped me yep. with the, on the property, get on the property. And I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm drinking a beer. No, you're not. I'm coming over. I got a bobcat in the trap right now. And he's like, okay, we go out there. And I called my friend that's a professional trapper. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I got a bobcat in the trap. Chill out. And I said, I can't. Like, I've got to go out there now. I don't want yeah. to lose this thing. I said, I can't believe it. Front I'm leg, gonna... back leg. Would you Front have... leg. Front leg. No shit. And, uh. I ended up, uh, nice. we got out there and, and my friend was holding the light and I was leaning against, leaning against this tree and didn't realize it until afterwards it was a black locust. And he's like, you're, he's like, Dude, you were right there by the locust, by the locust thorns. I thought you were getting <laughs> stabbed in the eye or something. And I was, she was jumping around and I finally walked up to her and, and dispatched her and everything. And I was like, holy crap. Sent my buddy a picture that's the pro trapper. And he's like. I told some guys that you were trapping. There's like, there's no way in hell he's going to catch one. And I said, well, I ended up getting it done. Yeah. And just unbelievably lucky. There was in, in the county that, that I live <coughs> in, that I, that I trapped in, there was only two bobcats taken in the county. Oh, shit. No and, kidding. And, wow. Yeah. Wow. So then 
you drew the tag. When yeah. when do you find out you draw the tag? Uh, I think you find out in like September or October that you actually draw the tag. So if you don't draw the tag and you catch a bobcat, you gotta let it go. Yep. Yep. Holy yep. hell, that's scary. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was not looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have trapped. Especially in a trapped. foot trap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And they say it's no big deal. I like my buddy. He's trapped like wolves up in like the North Woods and, and everything like that. And I mean, they would just go and let them go and everything. And I'm like, there's no freaking how. Way. I mean, I've plywood. Caught, I've caught some some big tom <coughs> yeah. big tomcats before. Yeah. Like, what do you yeah, do? Set up plywood so they don't get you and let the trap loose or something. My grandpa, my dad, and grandpa were, like trapped my whole life. So I grew up trapping, and they they had. I mean, they called it the fucking cat stick. Yeah. Big old fucking <laughs> yeah. wide out. You know what I mean? And you'd pin it down. Yep. Back of the neck. And, I mean, you're damn near suffocating it. But oh, you, like, pin it down. Pin it down, then hurry up and get the By yourself, off though. The yeah. cat stick. That's you got, funny. If you got somebody with you, you're good. Mm-hmm. Because somebody can run the cat stick, and then the <laughs> other guy, you're by yourself. you got to use your foot. I mean, it's a fucking, it's clusterfuck. But, I mean, it's, that's all you got. You know, run dude, I need, to, I need to really apply for that tag because... One of the properties I hunt, and I didn't see a. I've never seen a bobcat until three years ago. Now I see them every year. Yeah, yeah. And actually, there's and actually, a monster on a piece I'm hunting. And I, it, my dad and I both actually drew. This is first year that he actually applied for it. Him and I both drew the tag. And there was one on some ground that we hunt. That we hunt. We had like I think two or three pictures of it. Never saw. Of course, the year before, dad had it walk in front of him. I think four or five times within bow range because he wanted to get one with a bow. Mm-hmm. And I would have taken one with a bow if I could have got you know a shot at it or seen one. Mm-hmm. But um, it was one of those <coughs> things like he ended up he ended up not being able to get one, not being able to fill it. And so if you draw in Illinois too, so this next year I can't apply. So if you draw the oh. tag, then you got to wait a year oh, you gotta, before you can you apply gotta, again. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. no kidding. I could have shot one last year at twenty yards on the ground in a ground blind. And I saw its head was like basking in the sun. I'm like, oh my god, there's a coyote right here. And I'm like looking. I'm like, that's a bobcat. So I just got, <laughs> you know, I just got out my phone. And I'm filming it, and I'm like, holy shit, that's a big cat. Yep. So, twenty yards, could have shot it. Can believe it. Then the other day, I'm. It, it was random. We were in my ranger, me, Ross, and Isla May, my daughter, sitting in the middle, and we're coming around this bend. We're just on one of the pieces. Uh, Ross was. I was wanting to show Ross some things as he's doing some land work for the guy who owns the ground. And we were just cruising this piece and we come around the bend. My daughter goes, dad, look like she's so she's young. She don't know what she's seeing. And Ross goes, Oh, look, um, a coyote. And he goes, that's a bobcat. And so I take off in the ranger and we get up. It bounces into the woods, bounces back out 20 yards, looks back at us and then dives right in. And I'm like, I admit you just saw a freaking unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that does not happen. Yeah. Like they're so cool too. They are so amazing. Cool. Oh yeah, they're just cool all around. Because yeah. we we took it home, or I took it home, and it was real cold that night. What do your in laws think? Uh, so they, my wife does not come from any type of hunting or anything. My father in law used to fish a lot, um, but they. I don't know. They guess they humor me and everything, and they they wanted to see the cat and everything. Whenever I brought it home, so I brought it home, laid it on the garage floor for the night, so the kids could see it the next morning and everything. They wanted to come up and pet it and everything, and yeah, and uh, um, but they they looked at it. They're like, "Well, that is pretty neat." And they, I think it's more of a humoring thing, and they like to see that and everything. But yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you're into something. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's cool, it man. Could be a lot of worse things. So. And you got a, a yeah. badass mount of it and stuff. Yep. Yep. Lady, lady <clears> down by the Ozarks actually. Um, she she's the one that mounted it for me i I searched all over i didn't want to be i saw a lot of bad bobcat mounts and i was like if i'm gonna spend the money on this one time i'm just gonna spend the money on somebody that does it really good and she does a handmade form 
wrapped wrapped and everything um and it's just unbelievable cats, unbelievable cats are hard yeah i've seen a lot of predators in general bad mountain lions everything. bobcats are probably yep. the two worst the bears face, too faces yep. Yep. and then the bears face. would probably be the next one I predators man bears. they get that look in their eye yep but i saw that girl that you you showed me her instagram she yep. has a lot of pets and yeah, that's risky because oh, yeah. everybody knows their pet. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good yeah. point. The Imagine exact, if your dog do, died and you wouldn't get mounted. It didn't, if it oh, didn't oh, look yeah. like your yeah. dog, you yeah. know it. That ain't my yeah. dog. Yeah, that's pretty. That insane. ain't mine. <laughs> that ain't my dog. You want to hear a, a a nightmare story, real quick? I'll tell it very, very fast. If you want to hear a pet taxidermy nightmare story, um, the first taxidermist. I mean, I might have told this back in the day, but the, I know you've told this before. The, I don't know if it's been on a podcast or not, but. The first taxidermist that we ever went to um, locally in our area, I asked him because I wanted to go to taxidermy school. Um, and at the time, I was pretty young. I was like, "Do you do pets and stuff?" Like, just curious, you know, like not because I wanted to do them. I was just wondering if he ever did them. He goes, "You know, I used to because the, it's really good money." Yeah. He goes, "Because people are like they're willing to just spend the money because it's like a passion thing. They're grieving and whatever. They just right. spend the money." And he goes, "What happened was he goes these people dropped off this dog, and I was telling them." Are you sure you want to do this? Because this is the process. I have to skin out the dog, yada, yada, yada. They, yeah, 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 we want to do it. We want to do it. They leave. First thing he does, starts Start skinning it out. It, yeah. Well, they turn Come around, back. change their mind, oh, no. walk in on him skinning their dog <laughs> in the front room of his taxidermy <laughs> shop and just Oof. come unglued. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I will never touch any type of pet tax <laughs> well, ever again. Ever. I don't know, I but like to be honest with you, I would never have my pet. What no, the fuck are you yeah, gonna do with yeah, that? But, but yeah. I don't even know anyone that has a pet tax. I, I don't either. No. Oh, I do. It's like a weird old person thing. I have a buddy at home, his wife got their cat mounted. Yeah, well, she's a fucking nuts, guaranteed. <laughs> I'm going to get my dog made into one of those like floppy pillows so I can still bring him in bed with me and cuddle with him. You just lost a listener, Kurt, because she listens. I'm not going to say her name on here, but she's a hey, listener. Tighten up, girl. You know what I'm saying. No, you know what's crazy? You know what she said? What? She wanted it mounted. It's, it's kind of fucked up. She's like, I want my pussy to look at me all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. I mean. Yeah, man, but come on. You I just, thought it was ballsy. Just turn your pet into leather. Yeah. She put it up on her mantle, like it's like, like it looks like a bobcat or a, like a lion mount. Yeah, it's like leaning over the edge. You know who's got a fucked up taxidermy story, and he's probably never told it. And I should have had him do it because I just did a podcast with him, Joe. The the hide the mule deer white tail. Oh my god! I mean, he called me. I when got that was... raged. We we need to probably save that for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, save that one. I'll, I'll, here's all I'm gonna say. It is a <laughs> fucked up story. He called me when he found out. Like it, I was on the road going on a trip somewhere, and he's like, "I need to vent. I need to just. I need to cut loose. I want someone to listen. I don't want you to say a word." I'm like, "Damn, you called the wrong guy." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm scared. I was scared. I'm like. What did you Jesus, do? I'm what like, did you do? You getting divorced? Or what, 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 I was scared. I'm like, oh, fuck. If I'm thinking of the right story, imagine shooting a buck. No, this you, you're on it. Yeah, you're the right. Okay. And then getting it back and it not being it's the same the species. Same. Not of, the same species. <laughs> oh that, my that's God. all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. It's a story for Joe to tell. And Joe mind only. you, Joe's... I mean, Joe's Joe. You know, he's hard... I mean, even when he's in a bad mood, which is hardly ever, it's, it's usually not that bad. He is... 
I should have recorded it. He's, I would have <laughs> fucking he, shot oh, somebody. Lost He's like ready to fucking kill. Imagine everybody. shooting an elk and you get it back and there's a caribou hide on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and we're gonna leave it at <laughs> that because confusion when I shot. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. What did I do again? Yeah. I wish I would have thought of this because. I mean, he'll and he'll tell it great. Like, I mean, it was. We'll have to I'll bring that out next it. time he's on. Yeah, I'll Dude. never forget him calling me and being like, "I just need someone to listen because I'm ready to fucking kill the world." And I'm like, "Ooh, the go world. ahead, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I'll listen." <laughs> but yeah, that was I'm a good guy. analogy. Imagine shooting a big bull and it comes back as a big caribou bull, not a big elk. Yeah. How, how, what's your wife think of the mountain stuff? And she loves it. Good. She was whenever we whenever I took it down there, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, and the lady put the. Um, put the fence post that I caught the cat right next to, like right on, oh, dude, right with a mat and everything, and it's just, that's I mean, cool. amazing. And uh, when I got it home, she was kind of looking at, it. she's like, "It's big," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's big." But I said, "I said we're gonna put it over here. We have this one wall in our house." I said, "It doesn't have anything on it." I said, "It's perfect. We'll just mm-hmm. put it up here." And I hung it up, and she's like, "I don't know." And then, <laughs> the other day, then the other day, she texts me. She's like, "That bobcat's really cool." She's like, reluctantly cool. supportive. And, yeah, and my 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 boy, he's he keeps looking at it. He's like. He's like, oh, look at Daddy's bobcat he got. And he, he was actually, she texted me earlier. She's like, yeah, he's, he was he was telling the cat today, Leo, our cat. Leo. He's like, yeah, our cat's name Leo. He's like, Leo, did you see the bobcat that Daddy brought home? <laughs> Leo's like, yeah, yeah I see, I see it. it. I Leo's not thing. impressed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was my cousin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that dead cat gets more attention than I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, Your really family's cool. into it and stuff. I want to yep. see a picture of that mount because those are absolutely, absolutely. I, uh, got a ton of them. A buddy of mine he trapped a really a big male. Yeah, and he's got it to where he's lifting up his. It's like the front left. He's in the trap. Oh, that looks cool as shit. Let me see it again. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. I didn't see it yet. He did like this custom oh, form wow. where the bobcat's lunging back. He just just got caught and yeah. he's lifting the trap up and he's got uh, dude. It's yeah, fucking cool. And I'm like, that. if I would ever in Ohio, chances are I'm not. I mean, I see that's cool, but like yeah. chances are I'm probably never get the trap on there. Right. But if I ever did, I would. I mean, I, and can you shoot a bobcat in Iowa? Yeah, in Iowa. Yeah, but it's after. <clears throat> so you just need a fur bear's tag, but per county, like some counties, you can't shoot them. You like know, Scott County? Oh, it's not statewide for you guys? No. You Scott, landowners just statewide here not in uh, Illinois? Landowners. Uh, I, I don't think you can do a Cook County, I want to say. You or can shoot. It actually may yeah. be. I can't be, maybe After, a um, Oh, we got two conversations going on in one podcast. Sorry. <laughs> what is it? November Fuck, that's pretty. 5th or something? You got to wait till November 5th, and then you can shoot them. So, oh, somewhere right. in there. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. See, I'm like oh. a bipat, but mine's a, I saw a badger last year mm. on my property. So That'd be wild. And that was the first time I ever seen a badger. So I'm like, "Here's the thing, you kill that bat. Can you kill? It? Can you kill it? Yeah, but it's the same thing. You got to wait till like November or something. You shoot that badger for a full year, full mount centerpiece on the studio yes. table. Dude, badgers are oh, awesome. They're so cool looking, and they're like super rare in our area too. So I'm like, yeah. when I seen it, I thought it was a skunk almost because they kind of have that white tint yep. on top, you know. Yep. But he was just walking real weird like a bulldog. And I'm like, is yep. it a skunk or not? And I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> And it's way past shooting hours, you know, but I see him coming across, and that's a fucking badger. <laughs> what the hell? And then he ends up five feet from my tree, and I'm like, and then he walks out where I got to walk. I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to have to <laughs> fight a badger. Walk past this thing. <laughs> that badger's going to have to fucking catch these I think, hands, I think you know? like porcupines and badgers yeah. and shit, like, All they're just stuff. cool. Like, yeah. porcupines are, they're Duck fucking. I could a porcupine. They're wild. Porcupine, porcupines are mean. There's one, I was my, there's one in my bait one. barrel. I was pissing around with one all up at the camp, yeah. my bear camp. I was pissing around with one in Utah, 
<laughs> it was it was like middle of the day. I'm elk hunting. Just bored. Go mess with yeah, this bored. Thing. Nothing Take going on. He just. I guess comes. they chew through like they'll chew through leather saddles. And oh shit. yeah, he just comes bebopping along, and I'm like, man, this thing's docile. Like it doesn't uh, give a fuck. It'll just ball up, and I'm like, I just want to see like you know. Sonic. So I take an arrow out. Sonic. I got one of my. Like small game heads on one of my arrows, and I'm just like fucking around, like you know, like <laughs> what, just and, sitting there with you. Well, I'm just like pissing her out, that you know, and it's all balled up, like it's just like, hey, dude, leave me alone, like you know, I'm kind of showing my quills, giving you a not. and I'm like, yeah, this thing's like, you know, it's not gonna fucking do anything, like whatever. I go to leave, and it had like gotten tired, I guess, of me fucking with it, and like I, it, like they'll hiss, they like make this like weird. I heard, I like, I heard, I heard something. I turn around. And it's like fucking standing up and it's like and making this weird. And I'm like, you little motherfucker. Like, I'm like, like you weren't doing anything. I go to walk away and now you want to be a hard yeah. ass. I'm like, okay, badass. Yeah. I'm like, all right, badass. Here we go. Like, I'm walking away and he's like, fuck you. Like, I'm, but I'm going to show weird. you now. Because, yeah. like, their yeah. bellies and everything. Like, you, you know, I didn't get to actually see it until then, which I'm glad he did what he did because, like, underneath it's like a, looks like a silk patch. Like, it's weird. Like, you know, you see all the quills and like they're just rough as hell looking, but like up underneath. But soft like spot. when predators kill them, that's what yeah. they have to go, go for. for the soft spot. And it's so, it, oh, they say it's soft like a pillow. Hmm. I didn't really go up and try to, it's a try loin, to touch it. Loin cloth. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, they're pretty big. I mean, like, and I was telling poor coupon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Devin about it, and Devin's like, dude, he's like, they can you know get talking about really <laughs> aggressive and get like mean, you know. Poor and I'm like, coupon. So I probably shouldn't have been like fucking with it. He's like, no. He's like, I mean, like they they can get like pissed off quick i'm like he like hissed but that was it you know like yeah didn't really like do anything else <laughs> and here i am over there hey fucking the, hey buddy what are you doing do something see what happens do something cool yeah do something cool. <laughs> <laughs> he runs over and bites my ankle off yeah. like a, i die on the mountain from a porcupine yeah attack. porcupine i, I bleed out <laughs> They just find a bite mark and some quills yeah. in there. Jason and Devin come find me three days later, and there I am, chewed to death from fucking porky pine. Was that on Family Feud? Yeah. Yeah. Pork cupine. Pork cupine. I know I've heard that, that before, yeah. but I didn't, I, I didn't know where it comes from. It's from, from like, are you pulling up the clip? I'm trying to find it. Pork. It's from like cupine. a Family Feud when they're like a pork and then blank. Yeah. And so there's like pork, and the guy's like, cupine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard that? I just saw it the other day on TikTok or something. What are yeah. your shit? Boy values have doubled. Here we go. Top six answers are on the board. Name something that follows the word pork. <laughs> lion. Huh? Pork lion. 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 I know. Lion. <laughs> I thought you said lawn like the grass outside. I was going, what the hell is a pork lawn? Lawn! <laughs> Look up on the pork lawn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's pretty fucking funny. It's probably not that funny. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Lord. Name something that follows the word pork. You pie. <laughs> <laughs> he had time to think about it, too. Right now, everyone's like, we're fucking turning this episode off. 
You pine. <laughs> you pine. He said it with such confidence, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's great that guy's really regretting that <sighs> that's what you get into yeah. when you come into working class we should go on that man. show yeah. oh god oh, that'd be, be a freaking family feud the podcast WCB family feud it'd it be would bad. never air it'd never make yeah, it that's a good point <laughs> well Chris thank you for coming in man absolutely absolutely anything you want to shout out anyone uh, where can people find you anything like that uh, we've got a Instagram Instagram page is uh, Wolfpack Outdoors. I think mine's Chris J something. Uh, um, I post basically all the stuff on on that page, and I just I mean my page is basically just you know family stuff and everything like that. But cool man, um, cool. yeah, that's basically where we have anything that we post and stuff like that. So cool. Well, I enjoyed the conversation. I think yeah. everybody yeah. did here was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, Appreciate. I think it. There's a lot to get into with you, man. Like I think you're a little more in depth when it comes to podcasting. You're a great guest for that. So. Appreciate it. I hope you'll come back and chat with us, and uh, we're glad to have you back. We'll have you work on the studio first. Hey, hey, just put me to work. Yeah, thanks for that. Tall enough. I can't sit here. <laughs> yeah. He's tall enough. Yeah. Yeah, tall. Yeah, that big benefit, putting in a new sound system. I hear the sound system getting started up out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was beating a little bit ago. <laughs> Anybody want to add anything? Nope. Fun podcast. A lot to think about on this one. Yeah. Yep. A little more into the archery game than I thought we'd get, but that's fun. Sad I missed the... I, I wish I'd have been for... I like that. Show like up that. sooner yeah. next yeah, time. I know. Yeah. Fuck. It was only a nine-hour drive. I should have got my lazy ass Should have yeah. got work done now. earlier. And yeah. Yeah. Milking yeah. cows. Fuck. Speed. Put people's lives at danger, you know? Get I here know. quicker. I, I cut I cut 52 minutes off. 52? It's always a good. contest. That's I mean, impressive. That's, good. that's really good. I'm not gonna lie, I was going eighty, wow. and a lot of fifty fives, because I was just like, I am so tired of driving. You just gotta go sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta go. Pretend like it's the West. Everything As the 80. Lord would say, and he, I quote this from our text messages: "Fucking hammer down, hammer down, <laughs> hammer <Yeah>. down." <laughs> Give her the beans, lead foot. Anybody want anything? Nope. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.